Are you looking for authority building content, a way to have immediate sales conversations with your ideal prospects, and have it all done for you? A Media Leads Sales Podcast may be the answer. Go to medialeadsco.com to find out more. Today on the show, strategy plus action equals the life-changing power of capital. It's time to think bigger and make bold moves to create the life and business you were meant for. We're here to give you the latest in marketing strategies and the confidence to put them into action. We bring you hardworking entrepreneurs starting from scratch and visionary leaders of cutting-edge companies looking to scale. You have a front-row seat as we guide these business owners to a path of massive growth through customized marketing approaches and creative sales initiatives. Welcome to Strategy and Action. Here are your hosts, Jason Croft and Jonathan King. Will Crozier, man, thank you for being on the show today. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Man, <laughs> so excited to have you on. I know I've been harassing you uh, for a few years to connect, but it's it's really out of appreciation for, for what I've been watching you build over the years. Um, we've seen your success from real estate and investing in Texas all the way to to just creating this this impact driven um, nonprofit and business and, and investment tool there in the Philippines. Man, I want to definitely highlight all of that today on the show and and hear a little bit about your background and how how you've gotten to this point. Um, so welcome again to the show. We're really excited to have you. Uh, Jason and I have been been waiting for this one, man. This is this is. I know this is fun. One. We got night. I mean, you talk about a international show we got going. I'm in the states in Colorado. Jonathan's in Spain. Will, you're in the Philippines, right? Like we got noon, five a.m., nine p.m. Like we're covering it all. I love it. <laughs> Super excited. Well, Will, man, tell us a little bit about your background. You know, I know you from. Um, from Texas and, and just having some mutual connections. Go Texas. We love Texas always. Um, and and so tell us tell us about your background. What, what where you got started? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> I kind of got started accidentally in entrepreneurship because I pretty much failed at all the normal channels. I tried. I tried the university thing and kind of just failed my way through that and. Uh, had to try to pay for university somehow, intuition and all that. So I started my side hustle. And before long, my side hustle was doing a heck of a lot better than anything I was going to do after I would graduate. So I was like, what, what am I even doing here? So that was the genesis of that. I was actually flipping old muscle cars in Southern California, sending them up to the Northeast where they had paid ridiculous amounts for them. And it was just, it, it seemed like easy money and it seemed like big money at the time for me. So it kind of blew my mind. And I did that for a while and eventually started flipping houses as well in Southern California to try to grow that transaction size. You know, I, I you know, add a zero is a thing, you know, a lot of people say. So I, I went from cars to houses and I did that for a lot of years. And uh, Southern California ran out of steam around 2006, 2007. I was like, this is the exit. You know, we're selling $700,000 houses to uh, several families living under the freeway selling oranges basically what was going on there you know they, they no reason whatsoever they should be buying these homes so i sold everything i had 
looked around the country. I was like, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Uh, so I, I traveled like I just jumped in my old uh, 81 Cadillac diesel Fleetwood and just drove around the country saying, what's what's next? Went to Florida, went to Arizona, went to Nevada, like all the kind of hot spots at the time and, and fell in love with Texas, uh, specifically DFW. So just packed up my car and moved there and stayed in a Motel 6 until I found out what's next and tried flipping houses there for a while. And, this, you know, I went from $700,000 houses down to $70,000 $70, houses, which is the wrong direction. So I was like, all right, uh, met some people and decided to start flipping apartment complexes was basically what happened. Started with, a, you know, a 77 unit distressed rundown piece of junk in Irving and, and made a good good amount of money on that one and, and then just built from there, scaled it as, as fast as I could and and did that full time until about twenty eighteen. Wow. Man. That's true. Yeah, and it's I mean it it is the wrong direction, sort of, but also you can you can the dollar goes a lot further though, right? You know, you can get kind of more and get rocking and that's why you can get into those apartments. I'm sure it was South Irving, I have no doubt if if <laughs> By the way, you describe it. <laughs> I know it well. <laughs> but the, that's fantastic. Though. Where does what does that business model over overall look like during that time for you? Like how is you know finding investment, bringing in partners, doing it all on your own? What's that? What's that? What was that model? Sure. Um, I was. I really handicapped myself by trying to do everything myself. That was really my mentality. Like I'm a musician and I wanted to be self-taught because somehow that makes you cooler than the people that went and had lessons and you know, just ridiculous notions running around in my head. So I, I tried doing it for a while uh, on my own. Eventually compared, found a partner, compared notes. She was in um, rental, single family rentals and I was in flips and we're both, you know, hostage negotiation situation. If I'm going to share my spreadsheet with her, going to happen first and eventually it's just like you know we, we heard about these apartment flip things but you can't do apartments on your own i mean at least when you come from where i came from which was zero had zero resources in fact just madly in debt so it's like how how are you going to do that on your own you need guarantors you need investors these are big transaction sizes you know my first deal 77 units i think it was 1.3 million do the math on it it's like 13k a door <laughs> it's just just nuts but at the time it seemed really big so i had to partner up and go to some of these real estate networking groups and uh, really harass and, and beg basically the the rich guys in the room and be like you know take a bet on me sign my loan please like full recourse loans by the way these guys Ooh. are you know pledging their stock portfolios against me and my sp sales pitch was like look I'm not gonna let this fail this is my whole life if I need to stand out there on the corner with a chicken suit spinning a sign like say come lease here I'm gonna do that like whatever it takes I'm gonna get this done for you so network groups real estate networking groups. Um, you know, just really selling myself uh, to to high net worth individuals. We syndicated all of our deals, every single one of them. We syndicated, but uh, what does not that? A lot what does partners. that mean? Um, taking chunks of money from lots of different people, so fifty k okay. or hundred k or whatever. Just just our first our first deal. I think there was just seven of us. That's all it required, but. Um, it, it, we made a lot of money, so the the deal sizes kept growing with that seven, and then eventually we started just doing mo much, much more. And so we have some deals with like 90, 90 investors in it. 
that blows a lot of people's mind, but we just, we systematized everything. We scaled it and they left us alone. We just went to work and we had open communication with all of them. We, we were very transparent when things weren't going well, they weren't going well when they were going great. So, uh, you know, we had a lot of investors and a lot of capital. Uh, some of our raises were well over 10 million in just the equity, you know, on uh, uh, 30, 40, 50 million dollar um, multifamily transactions and portfolio deals. Wow. And once you get, I mean, once you get going, you have that portfolio, you have that example to put in front of more people. But how are, I mean, how are you <laughs> convincing people? How are you standing across from them and making them believe that you're a person to invest in? before you have that track record? Yeah, I think there's a few things um, before. How, what was shocking to me is how quickly people think you have a track record. Basically, I did a 77 unit apartment complex and I'm like, you know, this me and my partner, these people that know everything about this business. And we're just like, <laughs> what, 13 months into it, we knew some, I mean, we worked our ass off. I lived on site. I lived on site on my first four deals. Like I just moved into a one bedroom. And it was, Oh, wild times. But I put everything I had. I'm signing full recourse on the loans alongside it. So it's I got skin in the game for sure. Every penny I had, I put into these. There was I, I sold my 401ks. I refinanced my cars. I sold my house. I was living on sites. I mean, they could see I was a very motivated, dedicated uh, deal sponsor. The, the guy put the deal together. So there was that. Later on, it was just the track record. And, and and frankly, if you had any, people would throw money at you. And that was weird for me early on in my, my uh, entrepreneurial days. I thought raising capital was a difficult thing. Like, oh, who's going to give me money? Like, And then it's like the opposite. There was times there's people like after the meeting, hey, can you come meet me at my car? And I'm like, this is, where is this going? <laughs> you know, they open the trunk, you know, they got their subscription documents trying to hand it to me. I'm like, yo, we're not accepting subscriptions yet. And they're like, just take it. Come on, man. There's something nice in there for you. This kind of stuff. And, and to take that another step, I always thought, you know, getting someone to guarantee, to be a guarantor, a key principal on your deal would be complicated. But no, it flipped that around to where they would get in queue, they would get in line to get a chance to guarantee our loan because one, it would look good. They would have uh, on their resume uh, a guarantor for a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac kind of, kind of a loan. And we would not charge them our sponsorship fees for them to get in the deal. So they're putting in lots and lots of money and co-signing on a deal with us. And so it, they would seek us out. So it just flipped the script. It was, it was crazy to me that people chasing me with money and people chasing me with their pen to sign the guarantee on our loans. Very mind-blowing for me. Have you seen that it's been easier to transition some of these investors into other opportunities that you're working on? Or are they, are they mainly just focused on real estate? Uh, the majority of them are focused on real estate for sure. That's what they know. That's their bread and butter. They want to invest in BNC product in their backyard, basically. Uh, it's mm -hmm. what they know. There's not a lot of risk. But the other, the remainders, yeah, a little more sophisticated sometimes or just been out and about a little bit more. So if, you know, if I'm doing something like ground up construction, A class ground up, they're like, yeah, I can, I can handle that. I understand what's going on there. Um, did some other small business investing and, you know, the, several of them would jump into that. And and taking that one step further, now that I'm over here in the Philippines doing some of the foundation work, uh, humanitarian work, it's it's really easy to ask a lot of these guys. I made uh, 
you know, wheelbarrows full of cash to be like, yo, give some of that back now. Guys, let's go. Best I break. know you got it. I know you've got it. <laughs> yeah. I made like it for you. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> that's Man, beautiful. And that and, and that's a great transition too. Like what what was that leap? Like give us that story. Because I definitely want to, you know, we're excited to get into to what you're doing over there right now. And so what was that transition to the Philippines? What what drew you there? Um one I'll go back just a couple of steps. One of my uh, major businesses that I built when I was doing these multifamily renovations. I built an uh, export company out of China with the multifamily uh, kits, the renovation, you know, the flooring, the faucets, the lights, everything needed to renovate my own apartment projects cheaply and uh, to control the uh, streamline of a product hitting when I needed to hit. So I got a warehouse, started supplying my own projects to cut the costs and just to, to manage the logistics better. And a lot of people liked the product that I was selling. It was, it was correct. It was the correct product for BNC class multifamily in Texas. So they wanted it too. We'd build a, a kid, a big box and just put everything you need for that specific unit in it and just drop it in the unit. So their guys aren't running around losing stuff or things disappearing and all that. So, and I love traveling. And so when I had a chance, came over to, to, to the Philippines and saw a lot of, a lot of poverty, a lot of need, a lot of pain, a lot of hurting all with a smile on their face, by the way. But it, it kind of stuck in my head. And I came back to the U.S. And eventually in 2018, I, I saw the end of the easy money of multifamily in Texas. I knew from here on out, it was going to be a heck of a lot more of a struggle. I mean, it's not like the, the tide is just going to dramatically keep rising at that point. Something was have to cave with interest rates or, or cap rates. And I called it too early. Clearly, I called it too early. But... <laughs> There is still a tremendous amount of more risk in this market than there was when I was buying at 13K a door or 20K or 30 or 40, and now it's trading for around 100. So I just looked around and I said, the stuff I'm the sponsor of, the stuff that I put the deals together on, I'm going to sell those and I'm going to become basically a passive investor. And I tried doing that just in Texas for a while and I got caught in that kind of money money trap thing where I went and bought this stupid huge house and all these Italian cars and all this stuff. And I love it all. I, I love it. I still want to have that in my life at some point again. Like it's just fun. It's just cool, but it was becoming too much of the focus. So really I just sold all of it. I got an apartment in, in Plano instead. And then I just put a 40 foot shipping container of all my junk in my house. And I just sent it to Manila, rented a house in Manila and it's like, okay, let's do something better with my time, my money, my network, my own resources, and started uh, Angel Capitalist, which is my own foundation. And then also, I work closely with Ruel, give a smile, I'm a board of directors and work daily with the CEO over there, Pauline, and just uh, networking here like crazy and mostly focused on children's surgeries, orphanages, malnourished children, and getting into some other cool stuff right now, too. Awesome. Man, it, it's it, it really it really really is incredible, and I I remember just over the last few years watching that uh, that progression, you know, on Facebook, and and you know I remember that first post where you're like, guys, I'm selling it, the house is time. <laughs> then it was the Lamborghini. Then it was like <laughs> these things, and I'm like, oh my goodness, what is he doing? What is he doing? And and that part was exciting for me. And that's when I even really started paying attention 
because I'm like, something is calling Will to even create more impact. You've already changed the lives of a lot of people by, by helping them, you know, um, earn some great returns on their investments. But there was something, you know, I know when somebody picks up and move across, moves across the world, it's for a reason. Uh, I did it myself. So, you know, <laughs> that, that's why I related. But, you know, you and I have had uh, conversations about angel capitalists. And so talk to us about the the impact that you've been able to create. I know there's there's this amazing price point on on uh, the amount that you can invest that has been able to just change a life. And, and when you told me it was it was unbelievable and I was like, let's get you on the show and we <laughs> have to talk about this and spread the word. So tell us about that process and, and what you guys are doing. Yeah, sure. Um, I stumbled into children's surgeries kind of on accident. I was in a remote, 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 remote <laughs> island where they've never seen anybody look like me or any of you all stand out like a sore thumb and you go in these villages and they're just ch- the kids are just chasing you around <laughs> like it was just it was a, it was a trip there's there's there was no internet there was barely power going on it was just and there was a a 13 year old girl there um with uh striking girl you know someday future beauty queen or whatever but she she had cataract in her eyes and she couldn't see, she couldn't see well, she couldn't read, she couldn't study. And, um, and I was just kind of look at her, her eyes were, were white. Like it just looked clear. Um, and I was just kind of asking a little bit about it, you know, and I'm there like typical asshole tourist, like just kind of like there to, to drink beer at night and like hang out. And then I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this and I'm like, uh, well, what is, what does it take? Like, has, has anyone taken her to the doctor? And they're like, no, I'm like, why? And they're like, well, we'll just find out what she needs, but we can't do anything about it. We have no money. It's literally fishermen or, um, hog raising is, is the industry out there. Uh, and it's, it's small time, you know, wooden boats with paddles and two hogs in the backyard. This is the industry. Man. So I was like, well, what if, you know, maybe after a beer or two, like, what if we, you know, take her to the hospital or whatever and, and, and check it out. So, so I, I got my PA arranged it and brought her to the hospital. And this first time, this first situation, the, the surgery for her as a one-off situation was uh, 15,000 pesos, which is about $300. And I'm like, 300 bucks. She can't see because of $300. I'm just like, you know, and, and, and that's kind of that guilt going into my heart because I'm just out there like exploring, like drinking beer and hanging out with the locals. And I'm like, I, I can go to the ATM and pull that out right now. And this girl could see. Man. So, so of course we proceeded. She sees great now. She's five years older now and she is gorgeous and she probably will <laughs> win some beauty pageants or whatever. And she's, uh, she's, uh, studying and intelligent and she's got a whole new outlook on life. And that, that basically was my first taste and got me addicted to children's surgeries. There's so many great things you can do in this world. There's countless things you can do, but what draws me to children's surgeries is they didn't do anything wrong and they can't help themselves. Mm-hmm. And if you can do a single surgery 
that will change the rest of their life for a fixed amount of money. Like that's just the lottery for me. Like right there, it's like, okay, I pay X it's done in Y and the result will be Z. Like I just, I, I, I dug everything about that. And the, and the ripple effect of that, right? Like, I mean, their own family who they, they can, I mean, they can actually now go and make their own money. Otherwise being blind for the rest of your life, how limited are you and how limited, I mean, it's huge. Yeah, it, it never stops. Would she be able to marry? I don't know. Like um, support herself, as you mentioned, at some point have kids, have a deeper appreciation of sight and life and opportunities. Like exactly right. The ripple effect is huge. What I immediately started doing was networking with other people to plugging into these humanitarian groups and the small ones. I don't really like the big ones. Sorry if anyone's offended by by that, but the big ones waste so much money marketing Mm -hmm. and huge salaries. The groups I work with, no one takes a salary, like none of the officers, none of the directors, only like the the rank and file employees do we pay because they're locals and that's just their job. But the the officers don't get paid anything. Super efficient. And... uh, you you talked Jonathan about that that magic number and and that number that that kind of blew my mind open was when I realized at scale with our partners with our network that we've built here that that number is 100 US dollars for a life-changing surgery for a kid and that that to me changed everything it was a game changer for me man yeah cuz like you say it's, then it's, it's just math right like then it's just that's a that's a fixed number that's an achievable goal again you talk about everything you could do in this world to help to think that's such a tangible achievable goal that you can tell the person next to you about and they go oh yeah we really can do something about that and then it just it scales like crazy yeah and 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 for me it's it's uh you know when we were having that conversation originally it it just sparks inspiration like how many people do you know that you can just talk to, like how many people would love to say, hey, or just know like, hey, I I changed a life and it only took a hundred dollars. Like that part is crazy. But it's it's it, it, the, the part that was even more impressive is that you've taken your your business knowledge and your expertise from a totally for profit industry and then applied it to solving a problem, solving a big problem, solving another problem that also is scalable. But the impact and the results aren't aren't going to, you know, uh, be focused on 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 generating income or, or finances or getting a return. But the return is still there. You know, they they you, you are generating income, but it's for someone else. You are changing a life. You are changing legacies for a lot of these people, just like the young lady you mentioned. And so, man, that that part just inspired me like none other, because it's taking taking that expertise and applying it to 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 this problem. Yeah, it, it when you say there's still a return, like I'll take that return all day over just another check in the bank like it it's a huge return and and that leads me in a couple of different paths here one i get a lot of people on facebook patting me on the back thinking i'm you know some kind of 
whatever like oh such a selfless great guy i'm like yeah not not even close if you knew me that's not me at all like <laughs> i'm kind of a schmuck like whatever like selfish I, I take care of me all this stuff i'm doing it because i just really enjoy it i really really love it like yeah. it, some people snowboard or take their boat on the lake i like doing this it's just it's something that i really really appreciate and i love and i get huge reward for it just for that because i just really like it the next level of that is the hundred dollars, uh, that's at a price point that I always talk about, like that bottle of wine at dinner. It's like, I'm going to choose that stupid bottle of wine at dinner or change this kid's life. And then finally, what you said, Jonathan, about scalable, I love it because it really is, it's just using all of the business skills that I picked up along the way. And more than that, it's the trust that I've picked up my investors, my friends now have no issue sending me a thousand dollars to do 10 surgeries because they've seen me handle their 500,000 or their million dollar investment perfectly accounted for transparent return when it's supposed to be. If things don't go well, I talk about that clearly. So it's just using all the same channels, the all same skills, the networking for scale for leverage. You don't come out here and do this alone, you know, and you don't build from the ground up. You plug into existing systems that work and then you improve them or you bring a new element. Like I, I bought an orphanage in Sorsagon, Philippines, um, Sorsagon Island, and uh, we named it the Heart of Texas Children's Home because literally every person that is donating for the expenses to keep it running is from Texas and they're all my investors and we're just friends. And so right now we're getting the big banner sign installed on the thing, Heart of Texas Children's Home. And it's just really, really awesome because now they're investing in micro charity, which I think we all love and understand why it's better because it's just going directly, directly where it's supposed to go and it's not getting torn up or, or you know, burned up on on nonsense expenses and uh, they get to bring their kids over here as well most of them have kids and that's the primary reason for wanting to give annual donation to it is like i want to bring my kids there and hang out with the kids and go up in the mountains and the jungles and we've got white sand pink sand beaches and wow. whales to dive with and all kinds of cool stuff so 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 just love using the old set of skills the old tools that i picked up in what we're doing now and it's just the same. I mean, it really is the same. Man, I love it. What, what, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, I, I, I absolutely just love that. So what, if, if people are wanting to help, what, what are you guys needing the most at, at this point? What, what seems to be the focus as you guys are continuing to grow? Money. It's all about the money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it comes down to it. <laughs> You know, just make a little bit of joke there, but but in the end, that's what it is. And uh, before now, it was a bit of a scaling, uh, a teething problem. I came over late 2018 and started setting up in 2019, and then 2020. I don't know what happened in 2020, but everything kind of <laughs> kind of slowed down. I don't know. Everything got a little bit complicated. I forget what it was snowed it must have been snow again i don't i don't know <laughs> there, there, was some, there was something wrong in 2020 so um 2019 we just did it pure guerrilla style it really was it was basically me self-funding everything we were doing a couple of uh sponsors in texas dipping their toe in the pool to see what's going on right now we finally got permission to be to resume our surgeries in manila i 
just got a, a letter authorizing me and my team to travel to Sorsagon. We couldn't even go there because we'd have to quarantine three different ways. You land in the airport and quarantine for 14 days and drive one hour and quarantine for another 14 days. Drive back to the airport 14 days, back to Manila 14 days. It's nuts here. It's just really, really nuts. But we made friends with the governor through Ruel Foundation. So it's all about the network and the connection. We got a letter saying basically hand it to any of the guards and they'll just wave you through. So got that in hand now. We're going to go to the orphanage probably in about two weeks. Go down there, check things out. We got we got the orphan back online. The place that we have in Sorsagon, we have a lot of land in there, so I can build additional buildings. We're going to build a large uh, girls' home, and then turn the current girls' home into a mal- malnourished center, and then start renting out little tiny cheap bases around this main headquarters, so we can start scaling and have our, our headquarters and all the licenses spinning off little smaller um, smaller hubs and the thing. So, I mean, it's it's picking up right now. We're almost done with our SEC registration here in the Philippines, which will allow us to couple that with our registration as a nonprofit in the United States. I expect that'll all be done within about the month to six weeks, something like that. So, so you're catching me right when we're ramping back up, and I'm he's probably see me getting excited about it. But very, very soon, you'll hear me and back on Facebook again, like kicking people and you know making them feel guilty about how much they spend and send me the money and st- you know all the all the things. Hire a marketing director to help me, you know, look in the camera and invoke the emotion. But it's it's really it's really impactful. It's really amazing what we can do, and I'm excited about it. it there's no overhead. I just pay the overhead. I don't want anyone to pay anything for for housing or you know for management salaries i just want money to go from them to the hospital or to the surgeon or whoever's going to perform the the surgery or to caring for an orphan and by the way our orphans we we don't we don't pick them up off the street and then kick them out when they're 18 and say you know good luck we we put a we put a 20-year roof over your head and be thankful (laughs) no the whole point is to adopt them to western uh western countries we speak only English in our bases, so they their English is you know basically flawless when they come out, like super super wow. strong. The whole point is to to take the the lowest of the opportunities, the, the children with the least, and basically they're going to be living in Texas. We we've, we've adopted many there to Australia, to New Zealand, to Canada, to England. And can you imagine the transition from going a street kid? to learning English, to being adopted with a loving family who desperately wants them into, you know, a first world English speaking full of opportunities. It's, it's, it's a heck of a thing that we're doing. And another thing I'm so excited about, not, not just angel capitalists, but of course, Ruel, give a smile. Fantastic. And I think that, I think the, the pull of all this too goes back to that hundred dollar surgery, that, single orphan because the studies have been done right like if there's a big giant problem out there you know people give less than if here's this one person this one face oh i'm actually making a difference with this and that's that's what this is so much too it's so tangible and that marketing you talk about, you know, half joking maybe, but it it really is true. I watched the video that you, know, you that you shared, and that that one kid who has changed, and you've seen them before, you see them after, you see the mother, and you that's 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 all I need, right? <laughs> I'm sold. Oh, uh, and it, yeah. I, it's powerful, man. Yeah, man. 
Well, I, I I absolutely love what you're doing, and just 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 gratitude for who you are and and how you're showing up in 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 this this mission that you've gone on to to change the world and change so many lives, man. It's it's, it's powerful, and I think I think we all hopefully we all have the opportunity to get to that point and realize like the 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 joy you get from realizing some of these the 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 missions and the impact that you can have you know through through just intentionality just being intentional about solving problems like this and so that's been amazing um can i jump in there jonathan can i jump in there one thing that i've been kind of obsessed with for the past year was adjusting my messaging because early on in in you know the 2013 to 2018 range i was all this kind of hustle porn guy like get out there like crush things like all this and like make all your stack your money and all you know i'm just like kind of embarrassing to think about now but anyway um to get to that point that you mentioned to where you can do this sort of thing comes way 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 sooner than i had thought or i would have expected i mean you think maybe you need to have stock portfolios and real estate portfolios worth millions and millions and like you don't need any of that stuff like i'm i'm very much more of the mindset of learn how to make quality income from your computer anywhere on earth just you know even if it's a a job it's a dirty word in a lot of our circles i know but if you enjoy it and you can do it on your own terms and your own place and your own time, I hope I'm not going to get this. Uh, it's going to get edited out of this episode right. or something, but, uh, but start doing this, start doing this when you can support yourself. Don't, don't wait until you, you can have millions, like just find your cause, find your why in your own backyard or in a country you want to go to from your computer that you can support yourself and just have a quality uh, income. And uh, do it then. You don't have to have millions and millions. You already have the network. If you're in that position, you already know people. You already you can do it all so much sooner than than I did. And I, I probably wasted a lot of years of productivity on this front just thinking I needed to have more and more and more and more. I realize you can do it now. <laughs> you really can. Just just start doing this stuff now and 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 don't don't wait for it. Really, man. And and that's a the 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 perfect. Segue into just what what comes across on Facebook, and just again, me watching you over the couple of years of how you you seize all of these opportunities. You are very like let's make things happen, um, which is like one of the things that I think is super cool. And you're doing for fun. You've become a pretty well known DJ in the Philippines, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> Changing lives and throwing parties. Like, tell us, <laughs> tell us even a little bit about that. Oh, man, I think life's meant to be enjoyed. And um, I, I said earlier, you know, I, I get too much praise for for focusing on this humanitarian stuff. I, I'm, I'm no, I'm no saint. I'm not even close. I, I really enjoy life. I enjoy music very much. I enjoy expensive vacations, and I enjoy fast cars and all that stuff. And I, I just love. Music. I used to be a band guy, played in bands in, in L.A. and in school growing up. And 
I didn't really have the time or commitment to be in a band over here, but I've always, I'm passionate. I super love music and I, I saw the opportunity to use some of the skills I picked up through the years and jump on the DJ booth and I'm unique over here. So it's an advantage whenever you're unique anywhere, use that, <laughs> grab it. And so I, I can book a lot of gigs that a lot of people can't and I, I'm thankful for that opportunity. And so, you know, I'm a club DJ. I've got a big, big gig tonight. And then a private party at a penthouse condo somewhere after that i show up at 1 or 2 a.m and go play that and it's just fun and and i'm i'm swab testing later and we're gonna go up to the mountains there's an orphanage that's for rents like i go check that out and just i i believe your life should be multifaceted you should have hobbies you should have close personal connections with people and uh and and help and build a, a business and teach your children and just that's I, I believe that's the key for happiness. I, I might be off, but that's the assumption I'm running on right now. And so far, it's working pretty well. I would say so. I would say so. And I and I, I love the acknowledgement that I don't think we hear enough about the humanizing part of <laughs> of this thing. The, the selfishness is OK. You know what I mean? Like it's. <laughs> We, it just doesn't get addressed enough. It's just like, you know, I just really, you know, it's all about that, you know, and of course it is. And of course, it, that's why you feel the way you do, because you know the impact. But it's also okay to say, yeah, like, I selfishly feel phenomenal doing this. And you will too, you know, like, help that. And then yeah. in that message of you can start doing this way sooner than you think, that's so important. And I'm so glad you brought that up because that's, I think that's another message that needs to get out there. Cause I think we, we all have that. Like I'll, yeah, we love that. I'll get there one day. I'll get there one day. And when, yeah. when you can yeah. have, again, back to the tangible hundred bucks. Oh, I could do that now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. In talking about messages that should go out more, I want, I have one that I really need to say, and that is, and if anywhere in this conversation I said I, I need to like strike that and change it to we because I cannot do anything without my team. And this, that that sounds cliche or whatever, but goodness, I'm I'm not talented or smart enough or hard enough working or whatever. Pretty much everything I've done is just because the people around me are that much better than I am, and I'm just the the idiot guy in the corner like coming up with a stupid idea, and then they just they just do it like they just make it happen, and you know. Like and 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 Will, I'm gonna selfishly ask because this is this is where we are in our business. Like Jason and I are absolutely incredible about doing some of the work, and but we're really great on strategy and, and putting some stuff together. But how are you? Uh, how do you find these guys? How do you find the people that are willing to jump in and and build things with you? I know you just celebrated uh, the five-year anniversary of an employee, which is absolutely incredible. Most people don't stay at any job for longer than five years. Uh, he got a car, he got a party, like you, you, you take care of, of these, uh, of your employees and, and the family, you know? So how are you, how are you finding people? I, I think I find lots of uh, duds, like a lot of people that don't work out. But uh, mostly I think when I'm focusing on people who 
like salary is almost their last question. Like that's not really why they're there. That's not what they're asking. They're more interested in the mission, the, the mission of what we're up to. So if, if they're talking a lot about the salary, I know it's not going to work because first I'm not going to pay you a salary that's going to make you excited in the first place. <laughs> and and secondly, that's that's just really what your focus is. Whenever I've found that kind of employee, it doesn't end up working out. And then there's other people that like never even ask and then you present the salary. Okay, whatever. It's a job. It's a it's a future. I'm paving a way for a career and uh, a, a new kind of life, not just a call center agent, which is a highly respected position over here. But mm-hmm. um, it, it's a future more than just a job, you know, so so not focusing on that. And I give I give my people huge amounts of what do you call it, leash leeway. Like I do not micromanage anything and I'll let them go and go and go and finally if it doesn't work out okay fine this isn't going to work but otherwise usually they'll circle back around and impress the hell out of me or something they just did like they've been where are they what are they doing then they come back and i'm like wow nice nice one (laughs) man i love it i love it well man any um just just if you if you have one thing um either to ask of the audience or or one thing of advice to give as we wrap up what would that be i think i'll i'll hammer home that point again of of find your it's okay to be an employee just Find your freedom with like 5K a month of cash flow from your computer or your phone from anywhere at any time. That's the freedom that rich being rich gives you. If you're rich, if you're a rich guy like me, what do I have? I have my freedom. Well, you don't need millions of dollars to have your freedom. You really don't. You just need, I work every day, you know, and, and I work at what I like. So why can't a coder work in Vietnam doing what he enjoys just at any time, day or night? from the location he wants to. We enjoy pretty much the same freaking lifestyle. When it, when it really boils down to it, you know, I, I might fly first class instead of business or coach, but the difference in lifestyle is, very, is not as great as most people think. And so I would say really focus on that. Free yourself as quickly as you can and then start pursuing these things like your nonprofit or your 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 DJ career or your health quest or whatever it is that really gets you excited and don't delay it a lot of my time was just wasted just solely focused on more money more money in my bank account and my net worth whereas if i could talk to myself or my children or whatever that's my messaging just free yourself and then the rest will follow it you'll become stupid rich anyway if you free yourself and you figure out the basics of money and finance and business and how it goes you'll get there anyway but at least in your 20s or your 30s, you'll be enjoying that more full, rounded experience of life rather than waiting until you're freaking 40 like I am to start start living a little bit more. I love it. Well, thank you so much, man. Um, this is this has just been a powerful interview, and, and we're so excited uh, about everything that you've built, everything that you're doing, the future of what everything looks like, and, and we're ready to help. So I'm I'm excited to to put this out and we're going to rely on you guys that are listening and watching this to help us help will continue to build this mission and 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 create everything that he he envisions. And so let's uh we're going to link up and do this together, man. I'm I'm excited. Awesome. Thank you. Where do people Thank go to find out more and and how do they help? 
website, angelcapitalist.com. Really, my Facebook is is a really good way to keep up with me. And also our Facebook page, Angel Capitalist, uh, on Facebook. Um, And me personally, I'm bad at checking my message, but I eventually do when circle back around. Email me at will at angelcapitalist.com is is a surefire way that I'm going to see it and I'm going to reply. So those three ways. Fantastic. Love that name, by the way. Love it. <laughs> Little play on words. <laughs> yep. Thanks for listening. You've learned what's working on the front lines of business. Now it's time to get to work. Apply to the Strategy and Action Group on Facebook to learn more and for a chance to connect with the guests on this show. Join us next time for Strategy and Action.